Welcome to a special interview to kickstart the new year on Match Point Canada with none other than Canada's Female Tennis Player of the Year for 2021, Layla Annie Fernandez. Welcome back to the podcast and thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule in Adelaide to talk today. Hi, Mike. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And same to you. Hey, first off, I have to say thanks so much for keeping this interview at uh, such a reasonable time for me back here in Toronto. I would have got up at 3 a.m. if needed, but uh, this definitely works much better for me. Oh, no problem. You know, I'm always thinking about how my my mom has to wake up in the middle of the night to watch my matches. Uh, You know, I'm always conscious about the time difference. (laughs) I don't doubt it. Well, I'm at my sharpest right now, so this is good. Um, Hey, why don't we start with your off-season? How did you balance having some uh, much-needed time to relax, have some fun, um, versus also prepping your fitness level and your game for the upcoming season? Um, yeah, you know, right after Indian Wells, we, we took some time off away from tennis. Uh, we took some much-needed vacation as a family, and then I was lucky enough to to watch my younger sister play her tournament. So that kind of put things, like, put me in, like, in a different position other than, like, the athlete that's playing the com- the, the the one that's competing but more of a of a sister who wants the best for for her younger her younger sister and wants to encourage her through the the toughest times like she's doing to me and then also I took some I during those time offs I was I was able to spend time with my mom uh kind of go shopping a little bit uh, Christmas shopping and then um I was very very happy to go to my older sister's wedding um you know that was a that was a, a tough time for her because she took a, she had to postpone it a few times because of the pandemic and also she's very conscious about my tournament she didn't want to do it uh, during a tournament that I'm playing so I was very very happy that she decided to do it at the end of the year when the, when the season was done for me uh, but then once we once I was able to to kind of rejuvenate uh, kind of calm down calm everything down my emotions. I was I was ready to train, and once I was ready to train, I was able to go to like I was ready to start the preseason at 100% and see what I need to improve on, uh, kind of get ready for the 2022 season. Doesn't surprise me that family was the first thing you went to there in terms of your off season um, things that you're able to enjoy. It's great to hear. When you watch your sister's matches, are you just watching as her sister, or do you kind of put on the coach's hat and give her a real breakdown after her matches? Oh no, I I'm no coach for her. Um, I leave that job to to my dad. He's also her coach. He's my coach too. So, I I was just there as a sister. Um, and she knows that she can tell me anything, and I can give her a few pointers if she wants to. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force things on her. So, I'm just there as a as her main supporter, encourage her through through the tough tough and pressure moments and. Uh, encourage her and like keep her going through the the good moments too so it was fun to watch her play it was definitely different because uh you know during a match when you're a player you don't feel the same kind of pressure as if you were outside the match and I was like watching I was nervous I wanted to move I wanted to react differently but I tried to keep calm just for her (laughs) 
I find it's way easier for me to play hockey or tennis rather than watch my little kids play. So I totally get that. Um, Tell me, is it getting harder for your dad to balance coaching both of you? Because your professional career, of course, has taken off, as we all know, over the past couple of years. Your sister's emerging and and probably needs a little bit more work on the the fundamentals and and growing her game and and, and learning how to, you know, eventually become a pro. How does he find that uh, sort of uh, being torn between, not torn, but balancing the two? And do you foresee at some point that he's going to say, okay, Layla, Annie, you're now ready for, for someone else to take charge here? Um, you know, the it's it's hard to say. I don't know what he feels, but I do know that throughout the years from the very beginning, he've always said that it was it is hard to balance both of us, not only because we are like in different age category, but also because we're different people we got characters totally like polar opposite i'm happy good lucky so positive she's very serious she wants to like bulldoze her through bulldoze through the the situation while i like to think and kind of solve my way around it uh so i know it's hard for him because of our our personalities but you know he's always said throughout throughout my my professional career like the past year year and a half he says like you know uh, you're maturing. You're learning a lot more about the professional life. Like I'm, I'm gonna take my foot off the pedal for you to kind of solve your, solve your way into into the professional life. Be more independent, and then when the time comes when you find the right person, for to be to be your coach, he can take over. I'll still be there, but not in, with your team. So it was a. Uh, it was always like that from the very beginning. We both, we all know that my dad's not gonna be there all all the time, but he also knows that I want to have a good team around me, not only for a year, a year and a half, but long term for like my whole career. So we're being patient. We're seeing where where everything's going right now, and I'm very content with the team that I have. My coach, my dad is a great coach. Uh, he's doing a great job, not only with me, but with my younger sister, knowing how to balance her with me and knowing when to take time off from me so he can focus more on her. And I don't think my sister and I, we have any animosity trying to fight over him. We're, we're very supportive of each other and we understand the sacrifices that we have to make to support both of us. Sounds like a great dynamic, and I love hearing you talk about how you describe yourself as happy-go-lucky, because on the court, you seem so serious and focused and, and dialed in, and, you know, we've been talking with you on the podcast for a few years already now, which is hard to believe, and every time I talk to you at the start of the year, you know, I've got to ask you, what's the goal for the upcoming season, and you've never failed to impress me with just how high you like to aim, so if you can share with me and the listeners, what are the targets for 2022? Yeah, well, you know, you know me so well that every beginning of the year, I always have a set of goals. Uh, there's always one goal that will never change, and is that's finish the season healthy, not only physically and mentally, but also emotionally. I don't want to end the season being sad or not wanting to, to play the sport that I love and have so much passion for. So I think that's a that's an important uh, that's an important goal for me. And then. Um, Results-wise, I, I still want to finish top 10 in the WTA and then at the end of the year to play the, the WTA finals. Right on. Well, all the best with that this year. And uh, we've come to expect that you, uh, if you don't quite get them, you get awfully close. So I'm sure you're going to make it interesting for us watching you again this year. I um, want to talk uh, briefly about the U.S. Open run, which was obviously such a huge moment, not just for you personally, professionally, but for your tennis fans up here in Canada. How did those two weeks in New York change your life? Because 
not just in terms of ranking points and, and payday, but I would say that the focus that suddenly came upon you, you're no longer Canada's secret. So do you feel a change either inwardly or from the way that you're treated by others since you made the finals in New York? Um, okay, it's a, it's a little like weird to say, but for me, I did feel there was a little change uh, around the when when I'm going to the to the tournaments, like there's a lot more players that are noticing me that, and there's a lot more players that that are that are wanting to practice with me, which is great. Uh, whereas like maybe a year ago, it was hard to find find courts to find players to hit with. So, you know that that kind of changed a little bit, but at the same time, it didn't really change much because we're also professional on on tour. We respect each other. We we respect our job and you know we we just we just see see each other as as athletes who are doing so so well on the on the WTA to help the, our sport to advance in the in a different level and um you know after after the US Open I just I just try to stay the same person as much as I can knowing there will be more responsibilities outside the courts outside the courts and I just want to continue to enjoy the the sport and to continue the the competition the continue the enjoyment of the competition and then continue the to bring joy to to the fans and the pub, public so I there's there there's obviously a little bit of change after the US Open but at the same time like for me personally as a person I try to stay the same as much as I can it's great to hear. I uh, I do remember you telling me last year it was tough at times, tough to find practice partners or doubles partners, and I don't think you're going to have that issue this year whatsoever. Is there anyone in particular you'd like to team up with in doubles this year, someone new that you haven't shared the uh, court with yet? Um, yes, for sure. I would love to team up with my younger sister, <laughs> Bianca Jolie Fernandez, but, you know, that's... Uh, I'm I'm being patient. I'm waiting for her to to move up the ranks, and I'm sure she will very very soon. She's training super hard to to achieve that. And but other other than that, I'm just so happy to get the opportunity to play doubles. Uh, this week I'll be playing with Erin Ratliff. Um, also in the Australian Open, I'll be playing with her. We we both enjoyed our time at the U.S. Open. We understand each other. Our our style of game kind of matched up pretty well together. So. You know, I always try to find find partners who I I'm able to play well with and enjoy my time on court. And a Canadian connection with Aaron as well, Erin uh, Ratliff. Um, can you share with our listeners what your schedule is going to be beyond the Australian swing? Uh, where can they expect to find you playing come February? Um, no, I'm not too sure myself. <laughs> um, I think I'll be going back to Mexico. I I'm extremely happy and honored to go back to, to Mexico where I won my first uh, WTA title so it'll, it'll be a fun 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 month of February um, but other than that I'm, I'm not too sure uh, we will see what uh, what tournaments roll in for me okay well we'll be watching I got uh, just one more question for you here and I wanted to congratulate you before I forget on uh, the uh, you know variety of awards that you cleaned up with both tennis Canada awards and recently winning the Bobby Rosenfeld Award for a Female Athlete of the Year in Canada, not just tennis, but any sport. So congrats on that. Um, where are you going to keep all that hardware? And did any of those achievements uh, surprise you? Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much. And, you know, yes, a few of those achievements did surprise me. Um, 
because there's so many great athletes, Canadian athletes that that's done so much for the sport throughout the throughout the year. Uh, this year was an Olympic year, so oh, last year I mean it was an Olympic year, and I know the Canadian soccer team won the gold medal. Uh, there's many many more athletes who've done great things in their respective sports. So I was very surprised that I, I was able to win a few of those awards, but. Um, where I'll be keeping those hardwares. Those hardwares are very important to me, so I know I will make space in the in in the house so I can keep it up in front because that's those awards mean much more than any uh, other tournament uh, trophies. They got more meaning to it for for me personally because it means that I'm doing things right. I'm I'm able to bring positivity in the in the in the world throughout through my sport through my game. So it's a it's a good reminder for me to keep pushing through, pushing through those tough times and to, 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 keep, um, to keep that smile on the court uh, while I play tennis. Well, clear some room on the shelf because I'm sure you're going to be adding to the uh, trophy count this year. And um, all the best in Adelaide. And I'm sure we'll be talking to you on Matchpoint Canada during the Australian Swing and Aussie Open for sure. So best of luck and thanks again for today. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much and hope to talk to you very, very soon.